Good morning. Good morning. It's nice to see our far-flung correspondents, Ted and Mitsudo, the other Ted, and uh, some people who are new here today. Very nice to have you join us. And all of us, in one way or another, are far-flung correspondents. Far flung, what was your Zazen like over the past two hours? Here or elsewhere? Where's elsewhere? And some of you are going to be far flung soon. Jennifer is leaving for China and Fugan is leaving for Spain. Anybody else? So we just chanted in Akuin Zenji's Song of Zazen. Even those who practice it for just one sitting will see all their evil karma erased. So everybody here has been here or is here for this just this one sitting one sitting that's all it takes but looking around I see question marks and so I thought this morning we maybe should talk about just the very basics of this, what we call one sitting. What is Zazen? Everyone comes with some idea of what we do here, right? Why did you come? Unity, here, to be in unity. To be in unity. So that's a wonderful reason to come. Why did you come? Did Ted drag you along? Another wonderful reason to come. We don't know. Our karma somehow brings us to become friends with or have a relative with somebody who brings us along. Being brought along. All of us are brought along. Truly, if we think about it with our hara, not our intellect, we are just here because we were brought along in this amazing river of dharma in which we have little or no trust. So some of you are here for the first time. Others are here practicing relatively short time. What do I mean by short? I mean perhaps only three, four, five years. Others are here practicing somewhat longer. And others are decrepit old Dharma students, like myself, you, Joe, and I, decrepit old Dharma students, just being carried along, right? Just carried along. (laughs) (laughs) Or not. 
So I think it's very helpful to look at what we're doing, why we're doing it, how we're doing it. What is this practice that we call Zazen? Don't you think it's a good idea? Hmm? Yeah, it is a wonderful idea. Good. I'm so just feeling grateful for actually being here in a while. Being grateful for being here no matter what. You know, recently we had very hot weather. Everybody knows very well, unless you were somewhere up in Alaska recently. Very hot weather, very sticky, very uncomfortable weather. Where you were also? You too? And so we were able to complain righteously. Really, everybody agrees. Objective reality. It's hot and sticky. That's horrible. How can we blah, blah, blah. Just admired in this hot soup. Today, today, Again, objectively, right? We all can agree, it's so beautiful. Coolness, breeze, dry air, perfect condition for clarity and unity of mind. So without a doubt, everyone has done zazen with such clarity and unity during this past sitting, right? No, mezzo, mezzo. Maybe somebody is saying, well, no, because I have this and that wrong. So there are always these opportunities for complaint. It's really amazing. We're like complaining machines, just goes on and on, no matter what. We think it's the conditions, the conditions change, there's something else. Why are we not just this breeze? We are. But what gets in the way? We are completely nothing but unity itself. But we think something stuck or separated or we had some bad experience or we're still in recovery from our life soon you'll be dead then you'll really be in recovery it's wonderful isn't it so anyway we start Zazen. And beginners are usually given a kind of uh, simple instruction, such as what? Did you get any instruction? Sit. Sit. Perfect instruction. Sit. Something we all know how to do. We can all sit. But what happens when you sit down in the quiet of the zendo? Hmm? 
Did you get any instruction? Did anyone tell you, okay, we're going to the Zendo, this is what we do. This is what meditation is. Did anyone say, try as much as possible to become aware of your breathing? Yeah, this kind of thing, I mean. Okay, good. So as much as possible, we are just told, sit and be the breath. And perhaps some further instruction may have been given, such as what? Count your breath. Count your breath, right? So this is something that seems to be very difficult. Sounds easy, seems difficult. We try it. We try counting our exhalations from one to ten. And what happens? Countess interruptus. (laughs) (laughs) Wonderful expression. Countess interruptus. (laughs) And what is the interruptus? Usus. Usus. So we have this thing going on, right? Whatever it is, the complaining mind, the mind that is filled with us's, or me, what I need. And in that little quotation that I began with, even those who sit just one sitting, free, from evil karma. How is it to be free from evil karma just by sitting down? Everything, all our difficult stuff is wiped away? Well, yes and no. Some of you have done some reading in Buddhism, and you certainly, if you have, you know or you've heard that when Shakyamuni realized the true nature of being, of reality, he said, Everything is wow. Everything without exception. Sometimes words are used like perfect and complete or realized, fully realized. But all these words carry a heavy burden of evil karma. Because as soon as we use them, what happens? Real suspicious mind takes over. Well, I don't feel perfect and complete. Well, my life's not perfect and complete for the various reasons that I can give you. They'll take a long time to tell you. Many such thoughts can arise because we immediately, using words, conceptualize and have a dualistic 
understanding. And of course, what Shakyamuni Buddha said was purely descriptive of what he understood, experienced. So this amazing practice of Buddhism is not an ism, is not a doctrine, it's not something that someone can tell you and that you must then pay allegiance to. You have to get rid of it all. In order to count from one to ten, there's only one thing that is required, and that is to move from suspicious mind to wonder mind. Wonder. What is this? Immediately the mind, with all of its karmic baggage, says, this is a terrible sitting, painful sitting, whatever. At that very moment, what? Put yourself in one of Jennifer's cartoons, okay? What? some idea is formed. If you look at it, it has to do with good and evil. Just one sitting and all our evil karma is erased. This one sitting is the one sitting of Shakyamuni Buddha when he awakened to beyond, completely beyond all conceptual thinking of right and wrong, good and evil, but just seeing this as it is, you as you are, so-called you, without the interrupt us, just this. So, to begin, we talk about beginner's mind because when we first come to sit and we are given some very rudimentary instruction, and by the way, those of you who think, well, why don't they give us more instruction in the beginning? It would be so helpful if I knew why they were doing this and how come that and how should I and blah, blah, blah. We don't do it for a good reason. This is the way our minds keep our dualistic entrapment going. Oh, this is what I should, that's what that means. Oh, let's make more concepts. Let's make more categories. Let's make more ways in which we can show ourselves how we are no good. So for the beginner to come and sit, wonderful, she said, sit. Okay, that's it. The less said about it, the better. Because what can we say about it that isn't about it? And whenever it's about it, what's wrong with that? There's nothing wrong with that, but let's just pretend we use those words. What's wrong about it? It's It's not it. It's about it. It's some doctrine. It's somebody telling you what to do. No, no, no. So no, 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 when you've been sitting for a while, as a beginner, you are encouraged by this no, no, no. 
So we might say, okay, just follow your breath and count one. Another breath comes. You did not have to go and chase it. You did not have to analyze what kind of breath it should be. You did not have to go into any kind of study of the breath. You simply were here for it. It came all by itself. Oh, great. Okay. Then you can let it go. Two. No need to analyze. Two. Just already gone. New breath comes. At this point, typically, mind gets excited. Oh, I was just here for two whole breaths. Isn't this wonderful? And immediately, conceptual mind takes over, and you think, oh no, what am I doing? I'm not doing what I think I'm supposed to be doing, which is be here for my breath and just be the breath and not analyze it and not think about it and not evaluate, etc., etc. Okay, now what? Now we have maybe 45 minutes left to go, and I'm sitting here feeling very uncomfortable and anxious because there's no way I can do this. So all of this I'm telling you because it's very, very much everyone's experience at one point or another, maybe for 20 years. So now you can relax, now that you know it's, that's what you should be doing. Right? Okay, relax. And at the same time, sharpen your attention by asking, huh? What am I so sure about? What is this evaluating mind so sure about? How come I'm suspicious of this vast ocean of dharma in which I have to do nothing but just float and I'm so I'm so sure that I can't do it. Why not doubt what you're so sure about? So this is the beginning of truly practicing beginner's mind. Interrupt us. Interrupt the interrupt us by asking, what am I so sure about? Oh, I just made another observation. Huh? Do I really understand that observation? I can let go. All right, fine. Return to one. So many people, when they first start practicing, think returning to one, because they didn't get to ten, is an embarrassing lack of ability to do zazen. Well, think about it. This is what we always say to beginners in the practice. The best thing you can possibly do is return to one. We talk about unity. Return to one. No matter where you are, counting your exhalations from one to ten is a wonderful practice. Get it? Wonderful practice. So no matter where we go, we're always one. So we return to one. Okay. And then after you've been doing this for a while, you so-called may graduate to the practice of Mu. So now you've 
understood that it's fine to return to one no matter where you are, whenever your attention wanders, just return to one. Maybe now you can count to three. Great. Wow. What did I learn today? I learned to count to three. Oh, for that you had to go to the zendo? Well, you know, if you tell somebody what it is you're doing here, they may actually say something like that. And for this you pay dues? Yes, we pay our dues. Every moment paying our dues. We also have this attitude, right? I've got to go to the zendo, pay my dues, sit on the cushion, pay my dues, pain and anguish, pay my dues, evil karma, pay my dues. That guarantees you'll be paying your dues forever. Why not do this one sitting? Just one sitting. Dues take care of themselves, already paid. Already perfect and complete. Okay, that means you've already paid. You don't owe anything. Again, the suspicious mind. Yeah, well. Okay. Embrace this too. Suspicious mind. Okay. Can't count to three. Okay. But anyway, so we go along and suppose you've been sitting here for a while. You perhaps graduate, quote-unquote, to the practice of Mu. Or question like, what is this? Or, who are you? Who are you? And this becomes very annoying. And nobody wants to do it. End of story. Please understand that I find Zen practice to be the funniest thing in the world. Even though I tell these jokes with a straight face, I really hope you can feel humor too because we're here to enjoy this all right we are not condemned to the grimness that we bring from our difficult lives no not at all what is the point of zazen so to use another one of those you know big words a big capital l word not lesbian but liberation liberation Oh, thank you for laughing. God, I try so hard. So, moo. 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 Very, very rarely do we find somebody who actually takes to the practice of moo with moo. So, you may say, okay, if you're, I'm new, I don't know what the hell she's talking about. What is moo? Moo. What is moo? Exactly. And then someone else is thinking, well, there are new people here. She should tell them what Moo means. That'll help. No. 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 So if you sit, if you sit with this feeling, everything is arising, and I'm analyzing it, and I know, and this is terrible, and that, and you have your whole life right in front of you, and it's completely driving you nuts, or maybe you're just feeling sleepy, and you have a hard time sitting. In any case, moo practice is moo. Moo. What 
is it? No, no, no. Everything that arises, this questioning mind, seeing through it, no. Going right into it, no. So mu means, quote-unquote, nothing or not it or negative. No, 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 no. So sometimes people have been sitting for a long time and have been given mu to work with as their colon. And it becomes somehow quite foreign to them or so aggravating that it is just allowed to be something in the past, taken up, examined in a kind of cursory fashion and discarded. But I want to tell you something, and this is serious, okay? The way you do Zen practice is the way your life goes. It's up to you. The teacher gives you a practice. You can do it or not. If you do it with deep, deep commitment, not understanding a thing, not knowing a thing, just this continual, huh? This is blah, 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 blah. Everything you do, not just sitting on the cushion, of course, in the zendo, not here, not anywhere, is separate from your daily life. This is your life. This fervent, casting away all of your views about yourself and everything that made your miserable condition and everything that is standing in your way of being the Buddha you know you're supposed to be able to be. All of this stuff just... The moment it arises, the moment any such suspicious thoughts arise... Throw yourself into Mu. How many times have I said that? Those of you who have been sitting for a while know that there's nothing else to say. Whether you have Mu as your practice or who are you, the same thing. Who am I? Who am I? As I'm doing this, as I'm involved with that person, who am I? Same thing. What is this? Oh, this is a book. What is this? What really is this thought that's coming to me right here, right now? What is your reaction right now? Look at what's going on in your mind. What is it? What is it? This questioning, this burning questioning is what we mean by Zazen. It's this that we need to use because everything else that we have been brainwashed with is powerful stuff. 
powerful stuff dragging us down into dualistic certainty that we are not Buddha, that we are not perfect, that we are not complete, that we are not wow. So, there is no other way. This sounds like doctrine, doesn't it? What is the way? Joshua asked. Nonsense. What is the way? Nonsense replied. Ordinary mind. Just as you are. Ordinary mind. Before you add anything to it. Before you are so certain about your terrible circumstances. Before you have evaluated before you have schemed, before you have manipulated. Just this ordinary mind. I've been reading a book by a contemporary teacher named Jokusho Kuang that has some very nice passages. He's one of Suzuki Roshi's successors and uh, is abbot of Sonoma Mountain Zen Center in the Soto school. So let me read you a couple of things that have to do with what I've been speaking about. Basic Zen practice. When you think you are doing well in your sitting practice, you love your practice. It feels so good. That was a great sitting. I'll go back for more. By the way, this is not in the book, but When you feel that way, the next sitting is bound to be shit. But anyway, now he didn't say that, I did. Let's go back to the book. When you are not doing so well in your zazen, you hate it. And sometimes you just feel like a robot going through the motions. It's true, right? Many times, just going in, sitting down. Waiting for the bell, ching, get up, duking in, come back, another bell, ching, sit down, sit down again, robot. Nothing wrong with robot sitting, by the way. He didn't say that, I did. Just be a robot, perfect and complete. Could not be otherwise. Unity, robot, wonderful, nothing wrong with robot. In fact, robot is very important for our practice because we're always hankering after something new, something different, something fun. It is difficult to just sit down and continue to practice. But after a very long while, he says, supported by your vow to not give up, So, okay, let's look at this phrase. Supported by your vow to not give up. This is so important. Many times we feel like giving up. And if it were just up to us alone, we would. But we really, truly need each other. Right? This is the meaning of Sangha. We need each other here to come in, if you're not feeling really powerful, I'm going to do a private retreat, oh great, you know, and then you come in, you sleep. If you're just coming on a regular basis, 
We need each other. We need Sangha. We need community. If you live as a Sangha member or a community member in a flaccid way, what do I mean by flaccid? Hmm? No commitment, no vow. Then, of course, you're dissatisfied. Of course, your life doesn't go well. Of course, you can't get anywhere. Where is there to get? You can't even be here. If you can't be here, you can't be anywhere. Right? Vow. Vow. Do your work with this vow. Live. If you live here without this vow, you cannot stay. This vow for all beings. Then, you can't give up, can you? Can't give up. I don't feel like sitting. Mo isn't working for me. But after, going back to this book, after a very long while supported by your vow to not give up, sitting will become one of the most intimate parts of your life. Most intimate. Mitsudo. Most intimate with the way. How can you give up? Most intimate. And then he says, the river really does long to return to the ocean. And so, just like Bodhidharma, we sit and allow the light to turn inward toward our mind source. It is not you that sits. It is the Buddha sitting in you that pervades the whole universe. And then he says, often when I meet with students during Doksan, they say, I'm fed up with my thinking mind. Everybody probably has had this feeling of being really fed up with the way the analytical, conceptualizing, complaining, whining mind that just never seems to stop, you know, the monologue, you know it well. Okay, we're all fed up. Okay, but if you come in, he says, they say, I'm fed up with my thinking mind, but little do they know. They, so here's what he says is very important for you to write down, okay? Another joke. Listen to this. They do not know that when you're really fed up, you just put it down. We know how to put it down. He says, you already do this every day, each time you turn your attention to something else, one thing after another. Right? We know how to put down moo. We know how to put down breath. I wonder what's going to be going on this evening at such and such. We know. We know how to put it down. We know how to put our concentration elsewhere. Oh, but over and over again, put it down. Put it down. When the focus of your practice becomes like the light of the sun penetrating a magnifying glass so sharply that it makes a fire It dissolves greed, anger, and ignorance 
the three great obstacles to our original heart-mind. Imagine doing Zazen as a magnifying glass. All right? This is Mu. This fire dissolves the three poisons. This is what it means. Just one sitting and all my evil karma is erased. Magnifying glass makes a fire, burns it up. Greed, anger, ignorance, evil karma. I don't like him. You can put whatever words you want to it, but do zazen. Do mu. Then he says, since these obstacles are no longer there, these three poisons are no longer there. They never were there. But anyway, he says, you become aware of the nature of your original heart-mind, which is vast like an ocean, pervasively quiet, calm, and bright. Then, your attitude and demeanor naturally transform. Not satisfied with who you are? Just sit. Naturally transform. You are. Then he says, surprisingly, more than you had ever known, you realize that you are a kind, gentle, and compassionate person. This true realization, revelation, is due to Sazen. So let's do Sazen together. Oh no, I understand it's almost noon and it's time to go. What I mean is, as we go, all right, wherever we go, let us put down all of the suspicious thoughts. And let us uphold this vow in China, in Spain, in Albany, in Syracuse, in Buffalo. Let us shuffle off with this bad, wonderful one vow. <laughs>